The Chosen Families Project, where everybody is welcome. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of The Chosen Families Project. And I have another exciting story for you guys, so let's get into it. So I've recovered these two World War II letters from a military memorabilia area at an antique store in Red Bank, New Jersey, um, a couple weeks ago. And these letters are from a Private Chester F. Dudzik, who is in the United States Marine Corps. And on the letters, it notes he was in Platoon 3, located in Recruit Depot Marine Barracks in, on Paris Island, South Carolina. And both the letters are addressed to a Mr. and Mrs. Stanislaus Dudzik, who resided at a 486 Washington Avenue in Hackensack, New Jersey. Now, the first letter is dated from September 7, 1940, postmarked September 9th, and the second letter is dated from September 18, 1940, postmarked September 19th. And these are standard envelopes, and inside there's um, multiple letters each. Now, both these letters were in Polish, and so when I first saw them, I was kind of a little hesitant because I couldn't read them, so I really only had the information on the envelope to work with. And because they were in Polish, it was either Chester's native tongue or the tongue spoken in his household. And each of them were written on United States Marine Corps letterhead, and on the top there's a dog and an insignia of the United States Marine Corps in the top left corner. So after doing some careful research based on the information that I had located on both Chester F. Dudzik and his parents, Mr. and Mrs. Stanislaus Dudzik, I was able to locate a relative and send these out to them. So, and I also found out, and this is kind of a little early to tell you, and I'll talk about it in a bit, is that many of the family members, including Chester, had actually participated in World War II. So now I present to you the story of Chester F. Dudzik and the Dudzik family. Stanislaus Dudzik was born on the 7th of May, 1881, in Gororo, Ostrolecka, Poland. He had immigrated to the United States about 1907 at the age of 26. On the 30th of August, 1909, he had married his wife, Amelia Kitowski, born 1887 in Minnesota, in Chapel Hill, Texas. Amelia was the daughter of Polish immigrants who later resided in Texas in the early 20th century. They would eventually move to Hamilton, Tioga County, Pennsylvania, where they would have their 10 children, five daughters, and five sons. Chester Frank Dudzik was their seventh child, and he was born on the 29th of January, 1921, in Pennsylvania. And I'm very grateful for the relative for having such an extensive family tree because they had many photographs to contribute to the article, including of Stanislaus and Amelia Dudzik on their wedding day. By 1930, according to census records, the family would eventually settle in Hackensack, which is located in Bergen County, New Jersey. Also, according to these census records, Chester would reside with his parents in 1930 and in 1940. His father, Stanislaw, worked as a church organist for the St. Joseph's Roman Catholic Church located in Hackensack in 1928. I also was able, in um, upon my research, I found an, another article 
from 1959 that notes he was actually their 78-year-old organist, and he, he had celebrated the church's 50-year anniversary. In a June 1938 article, it notes that a Chester, age 17, was part of a Polish youth players cast for the antics of Andrew. And the, follow, uh, the following year, 1939, in June, Chester would graduate for Hackensack High School, and I included both of these articles in the blog post. I also was able to include a photograph of the young Chester, probably around this time period in his life, and he's leaning against a car. Presumably, this was taken somewhere in Hackensack. So it's just cool to provide a visual of what his life kind of looked like at this time. The one article is lists his uh, his full name under a class list of boys for Hackensack High School from the class of 1939. Now, Chester would enlist in the United States Marine Corps on the 10th of July, 1940, at the age of 19, based on records from the United States Marine Corps' muster rolls collection on ancestry. In accordance with his letters, he was stationed at Paris Island in South Carolina, and a newspaper article from the 12th of July, 1940, actually details his enlistment, which reads, Joins Marines. Hackensack Youth Goes to Paris Island for Training. Chester Frank Dudzik, 19, son of Mr. and Mrs. Stanislaus Dudzik of 486 Washington Avenue, Hackensack, has enlisted in the United States Marine Corps. Dudzik, a graduate of Hackensack High School, applied for enlistment at the recruiting headquarters at Room 210 Post Office Building Patterson and was accepted by Sergeant Joseph Kwasnick, Jr. He was sent to the district headquarters for his final examination and was given travel orders to Paris Island, South Carolina, where the Marine Corps maintains a training center for recruits. The training period at Paris Island is at least one month, after which Dudzik will be sent to the Marine Base in Quantico, Virginia for advanced training. Sea or foreign duty will follow the Quantico training. While at Paris Island in Quantico, Dudzik will receive thorough instruction in rifle and pistol practice, drill, inspection, and the dual duties of a Marine. He will have an immediate opportunity of enrolling in extensive educational courses maintained by the Marine Corps. And this was published in the record on the July 12th, 1940. So it provides a kind of a glimpse of how, you know, he enlisted very early on in the war effort and how I have now thorough documentation that backs his story in the letters. And Chester had held very extensive communication with his family while serving in the Marine Corps, especially while he was in training on Paris Island, where he would have been for the first month of his service. Now, here's what is written in these letters, which I am so grateful to have translated through much help on Reddit. And I have to say, for any genealogist or any family historians out there, Reddit is such a valuable form tool because it allows you, you know, access to these free resources that sometimes, you know, if you want something quickly translated or helping understand, it can really help break down brick walls and it's just so useful in such an awesome community. I've used it on many occasions when I've been stuck on brick walls. And I don't know where people find information, but 
people find it and it's just really incredible because they look at it through a different perspective or different parts of research. Now, one important note from those who translated it from Reddit state, it's clear English is his first language. He uses English words where he doesn't know the Polish ones, and some of the sentence structure is English using Polish words, rather than how a native Polish speaker would write it. There are also a few spelling mistakes. So, it's evident of someone who grew up in a Polish-speaking household, but spoke it in a broken manner. So, that first letter that I'll be talking about will be from the 7th of September, written on the 7th of September, and was postmarked the 9th of September from Paris Island. And it reads, and this is translated from Polish to English, Saturday, 7th of September, 1940. Dearest Mom and Dad, I received the letter from Dad in Joanna. I am already in Main Station and will be here until Thursday or Friday. If I don't have to work in the kitchen. I don't yet know where they will send me, but it will certainly be in this country. No one will write to me unless until I let you know where I will be. I may stay here. Still stay here. I'm sending $5 because they gave me 11 yesterday. They pay out every two weeks. In a couple of months, I will be getting $10 more and three for sharpshooter qualification. So I will send more home. Mom can do what she wants with the money. How is everything at home? Is everyone well? What is Alphonse doing? I am as healthy as a horse. Everything is good here. Does Monica still remember me? When does school start? It is getting a bit cooler here now, but sometimes it's very hot. Dad doesn't need to send me anything because I will be free on leave in a week or two and will be able to do what I want. I have nothing more to write, so go with God, loving son, Shezu. And a note here is that Shezu, and I might be pronouncing this wrong, so I apologize, is using the diminutive of Szeszlo, with Chester the closest Polish name. And for reference, Alphons is one of his other brothers, and he would later, as we would find out, go serve in the military himself. The second letter, which was written on the 18th of September and postmarked the 19th of September, 1940, also from Paris Island, South Carolina, was addressed to his mother, Amelia. It reads, September 18th, 1940, Wednesday. Dear Beloved Mother, Yesterday, I finished working in the kitchens, and today found out that they will send me to Quantico, Virginia. This is near Arlington, where Mishu lives. I will have to do something with airplanes, maybe radio. I will also be in the Fleet Marine Force. Five others with me will be in the same place. We will leave on Friday. I think I will be able to see Miko Friday, frequently, and maybe can come home. In a moment, we will go to be issued our green uniforms. They look quite good. They will be for winter. I suppose they had khaki, the khaki summer tropical uniforms. This morning, we had our platoon photographed and I will buy two pictures. I will send my address as soon as I arrive. Your loving son, Shazu. So it's really interesting to me because I had the letters first before I found that one article. And it makes me think that these letters were likely the ones that they used to kind of cover this information because 
especially the one on the the first letter because it really details a lot about his experience and the only way they would have found out what he was doing would be through these letters. And another thing about these letters that I've come to realize is that at one point, these were in the hands of Chester and his parents. So it's really kind of seeing this small, intimate moment in early on in his military career. And it's just really incredible that I was able to recover these in the first place. Now, in addition to these letters, there's also another article that further details their experience from the September 9th, 1940. And based on this article, it actually looks like one of his close friends, a Hackensack buddy named Charles A. Georgia Jr. had actually joined him. The article reads, Two Marine Rookies Enjoying Training at Recruit Camp. Local men learning basic drill and how to shoot various weapons on maneuvers. Enlistment of Chester F. Dudzik of Hackensack and Charles A. Georgia Jr. of North Hackensack in the United States Marine Corps, with which they are now undergoing recruit training at Paris Island, South Carolina, has proved interesting and instructive for both young men. Lots of practice. Dudzik is a son of Mr. and Mrs. Stanley J. Dudzik of 486 Washington Avenue, Hackensack, and enlisted at the Patterson Recruiting Station of the Marine Corps on July 10th. Writing friends of their experiences, the two young men describe how they spent their first three weeks in the Marine training, learning close-order drill and marching formations, the manual of arms, and extended order drill, including the fundamentals of skirmishing, scouting, and battle positions. As part of this training, they engaged with others of the recruit regiment in maneuvers in which an attack on a fort was simulated and had lectures on such varied subjects as gas, first aid, hand grenades, and their use, camouflage equipment, and its care and purpose. After three weeks of this training, they transferred for two weeks to work on the rifle range where they have learned the principles of sighting a rifle, firing both with a 22 and a 30 caliber rifles and 45 caliber automatics. Firing was done in offhand, prone, sitting, and kneeling positions. Dudzik qualified with the pistol as expert with a score of 90. This is just really cool because, you know, he was probably in more letters recounting this very detailed experience of his exact training to his parents. And that's how they got it published in the paper. So it's just really, really incredible to see further how much, you know, how seriously he was taking his training and how in-depth and how much detail I can kind of learn about it. Because, you know, I'm not a war historian, but understanding things in a historical context, this was, you know, an exemplar of someone in their teens serving for their country. And it's just really incredible. And as I mentioned earlier, based on my research, it actually appears that many of his siblings, both his brothers and his sisters, which I thought was really cool, had enlisted in the military too. Now, Chester's older brother, first, firstly, Benjamin J. Dudzik, had enlisted on the 6th of July, 1942, as part of the army. He was discharged on the 7th of December, 1945, and he had made it up to the rank of sergeant. 
Trister's older sister, Bernice Dudzik, secondly, had enlisted on the 2nd of November 1942 as part of the Army Nurses Corps, up to the rank of Major. She was discharged on the 10th of January 1946. And finally, Chester's younger brother, Alphonse Dudzik, who had listed on the 13th of March, 1943, who we actually had mentioned in his letter, which is just so cool to hear about, and he was also in the army. He had reached the rank of corporal and had served with the 32nd Field Artillery Battalion in the 83rd Division. Seeing out of the 10 siblings that about four of them had made it into the army or in the military in general is just incredible. And I really rarely have seen any women serve in the military upon my research at this time, in the especially for the nurses' corps. And what I found was that actually another record for a, another sibling that might have either enlisted or there was in a service record I can find, but I also put it to note that their youngest sister, Veronica, was might have been involved with the army nursing corps like her sister Bernice because there's a record for her in this collection called the U.S. World War II Cadet Nursing Corps Card Files from 1942 to 1948 and she had Veronica had attended the Hackensack Hospital School of Nursing. Now since this collection was so new to me especially for women I had decided to read it into it further and it was really kind of interesting to see the context surrounding it. And the collection description on Ancestry reads that after the United States entered World War II, the military's needs quickly brought on a nursing shortage. To address this need, federal funding administered by the Public Health Service began flowing to nursing schools in 1942. And in 1943, Congress had authorized the cadets' nurse corps. The corps offered scholarships for tuition and fees, stipends, and uniforms to women aged 17 to 35 who went to nursing school and then committed to serve in the nursing profession for dur- and committed to serve in the nursing profession for the duration of the war. The corpse also did not discriminate on race and had graduated almost 125,000 nurses, which is just incredible. And I have a lot of respect for nurses, especially since my sister is in a intensive nursing program right now. And it's just really incredible to see the role that women played at this time in history, you know, picking up jobs and all this stuff, not only to help the war effort, but to just become their own independent people. And it's just incredible to see that. And I also included from based on my research, some photographs from that the relative had available of Benjamin and Bernice in their military uniforms. Now, unfortunately, tragedy would strike the military Dudzik family in 1944, and on July 15th, Chester's brother, who was a corporal, was killed in action in France. And I actually have his headstone, and he is buried in a cemetery in France. And one of the relatives, which I found really incredible, had actually located the original classified report from the military that detailed when and where this happened, in addition also to his newspaper article, almost the obituary for him describing the tragedy that took place. And it also provided clues to the ranks of the siblings, which I will talk about now. 
So the first piece I want to highlight is from the military report, which reads, 15th of July, 1944, record of events. 14th of July to 15th of July, 1944. At approximately 2100, 14th of July, 1944, three enemy planes flew over battery position. All AA guns opened fire. No visible damage has been done to planes. At approximately 1 o'clock, 15th of July, 1944, to 4 o'clock, the battery was shelled by enemy artillery. Two casualties were reported. And one of them was Alphonse Dudzik, who Chester had mentioned in his letter to his parents. The second piece I will read is his obituary. Dudzik killed July 15th. Corporal Alphonse Dudzik, 21, was killed in action in France on the 15th of July, according to the War Department notification received by his parents. Inducted into the Army on March 13, 1943, Corporal Dudzik received his basic infantry training at Fort Jackson, South Carolina. He attended radio operations school at Fort Benning, Georgia, and took field artillery training at Camp Breckenridge, Kentucky. He was sent to England in March of this year. A graduate of Hackensack High School, he was employed by Frank Wadruska of Little Ferry prior to entering service and was a member of the Rifle Club in White Eagle Hall, Hackensack, Holy Name Society of St. Joseph's Church, and St. Cecilia's Choir of Hackensack, and active in dramatics. His father is an organist at St. Joseph's. Corporal Dudzik's sister, Lieutenant Bernice Dudzik, is with the Army Nurses Corps overseas. He has two brothers, Sergeant Benjamin J. Dudzik, on duty in France with the Army, and Master Sergeant Chester F. Dudzik, with the Marine Corps in the South Pacific. So it's just really, from this, you can see it was truly a loss to the family. And as I mentioned before, he is buried in Normandy Cemetery in St. Laurent, France, and he was also posthumously given the Purple Heart Award. The relative had also posted a photo of a funeral card, and it reads, Alphonse Dudzik killed in action, with a short prayer below it. So it's really, you get to see how it really impacted his family in such a, you know, Especially since many of his siblings were in the military, I'm sure at this time, the parents of those who were serving were worried sick, especially after this tragedy, you know, of how they would turn out. You know, they were putting themselves at risk for this country during a time when we really needed it. So by July of 1946, Chester was discharged from the military, according to draft card records, as well as most of his other siblings. Now, I could not locate his family on the 1950 census, but I was it. Well, fast forward a little bit later to the death of Stanislaus Dudzik, Chester's father. He would pass away on the 5th of July, 1965, at the age of 84 years old. His obituary reads Stanislaus Dudzik, church organist, 84. Stanislaus Dudzik, 84 of 492 Washington Avenue, an organist at St. Joseph's Church since 1928, died suddenly yesterday afternoon. Mr. Dudzik was born in Poland and migrated to the United States in 1906. 
For many years, he conducted part-time classes in Polish, and he was honored for these efforts at recent testimonial at the Twilight Room in South Hackensack. Mr. Dudzik is survived by his wife, Amelia, four sons, Casimir of Ridgefield Park, Matthew of West Patterson, Joseph of Lodi, and Chester of Hackensack. His three daughters, Bernice of Fort Meade, Maryland, Hattie of Hackensack, and Miss Richard Laskowicz of West Patterson. He is also survived by 14 grandchildren and three great-grandchildren. A solemn recom- mass will be offered at 10 a.m. Wednesday at St. Joseph's Roman Catholic Church, Hackensack. Interment will follow in St. Michael's Cemetery in Lodi. Friends and relatives may call from 2 to 5 p.m. and 7 to 10 p.m. Tuesday at Walkles Funeral Home on Union Street and Central Avenue in Hackensack. The family requests that flowers be omitted. His wife, Amelia, would pass a few decades after him on the 3rd of December, 1991, at the age of 104. Her obituary reads, Amelia Katowski Dudzik, 104, of Hackensack, died Monday. She was a parishioner of St. Joseph's Roman Catholic Church in Hackensack and a member of its Rosary Altar Society. She was a member of the American Red Cross and a survivor of the Galveston, Texas flood of 1900. Surviving are three sons, Casimir of Ridgefield Park, Ben of Lodi, and Chester of Walton, New York. Three daughters, Bernice Dudzik and Hattie Dudzik, both of Hackensack, and Ann Laskowicz of West Patterson. A brother, Zygmunt Kitowski of Houston, Texas. 13 grandchildren, 24 great-grandchildren, and three great-great-grandchildren. Her husband, Stanislaus, died in 1965. Mass will be said today at 11 a.m. at St. Joseph's Church, with burial in St. Michael's Cemetery in South Hackensack. So it's really incredible to see that the family was involved with the St. Joseph's Roman Catholic Church for over 50 years, you know, which is something I just realized. And he was, if he was an organist since 1928, and her services were held there in 1991. That's almost about 70 years that the family had been attendants of the church, which is just really incredible. The same church that her husband had had his organist work in was the same church that they attended. So it's just really cool. And I also included a their headstone, which is located in St. Michael's Cemetery, like his obituary had mentioned, and they are both buried alongside their daughter, Bernice, in Hackensack, New Jersey. Now, another thing that I thought was really interesting was that, according to Amelia's obituary, she was a survivor of the Galveston floods of 1900. Now, I have never heard of the Galveston floods, so I decided to look into it just to educate myself and according to wikipedia it was actually one of the deadliest hurricanes in american history and it had claimed at the time between seven six thousand and twelve thousand lives one headline reads city of galveston is engulfed and thousands of lives are lost it also notes further and this is from wikipedia 
that the 1900 Galveston hurricane, also known as the Great Galveston Hurricane and the Galveston Flood, and known regionally as the Great Storm of 1900 or the 1900 Storm, is the deadliest natural disaster in United States history. The strongest storm of the 1900 Atlantic hurricane season, it left between 6,000 and 12,000 fatalities in the United States. The number most cited in official reports is around 8,000. Most of these deaths occurred in and near Galveston, Texas, after the storm surge inundated the coastline and the island city with 8 to 12 foot of water. It remains among the deadliest Atlantic hurricanes on record. And I have to say it's an absolute miracle that she was that she survived. At that time she probably would have been a very young girl and this tragedy had claimed so many lives. And after reading that, you know, it also puts into perspective why they wanted to put it in the obituary. Because, you know, at that time, six to eight, twelve thousand people is a lot of people. And I'm sure the city being probably not as big as today, but probably a epicenter in Texas is just really incredible. Now, to conclude this story, Chester F. Dudzik would pass away in Walton, New York at the age of 82 on the 12th, 2nd of January, 2004. All in all, letters like photographs can tell a story. And I'm so incredibly proud that I was able to share this family story of both victory, service, and loss. And it's incredible that these two letters were able to offer a small glimpse into Chester's time in the military, as well as the Dudzik family as a whole. And these letters have since been returned to the relative, who notes that they are really super excited to receive them. And they actually also told me that they have a relative who also is a collector of World War II memorabilia, which makes it even more intriguing. Like, it's just such a great feeling when I'm able to find someone who not only appreciates it for what it is, but will appreciate it for its history too. Because these documents at the end of the day, are over 70 years old. So the fact, you know, I don't know how they ended up at an antique store, but now they're in their hands of a direct relative of Chester and the Dudzik family. Now, if you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me at thechosenfamiliesproject at gmail.com. Thank you so, so much for listening. You can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Instagram, now TikTok, and Facebook, or my website at julianribello.com slash The Chosen Families Project. Remember that you are loved and that you're always welcome here. Take care. Bye.